0: But, there's one they fear. In their tongue is Dovakin. Dragonborn!
1: Who sold
2: out?
0: West Gaming Podcast presents Skyrim Off the Record. Welcome back to Skyrim Off the Record. This is episode 15. Wow, are we up to 15 already? Jeez. <laughs> hey, don't have to pre- adjust your uh, your speakers there, guys. Uh, I am not Joe the Widget Wilson. He is on vacation. He's going to LA. Uh, all of our our uh, good hopes uh, are with him, that he has a great time. Um, I am Ivarwin, and I will be taking the helm for the next uh, couple of episodes while Joe's out enjoying himself and uh, reconnecting with his family. I will be your first chair co-host. <laughs> uh, second chair is the one. The only, the man with lore, the man with Lou, the man with Lou's lore is Lou. <laughs>
1: well, hello everyone. Hello everyone in the chair room. Glad to see everyone back. Yes. Yes. look uh, forward to another great show.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, in fact, we can look forward to the same great show because because we just recorded this show and and actually we did the show and I forgot to hit the record button. So we have... We spoke for an hour and a half about the show, and it didn't get recorded. So, um no. <laughs> I'm a dunce. Uh, that chuckle you heard over there. No, that wasn't me. That wasn't Lou. That was somebody else. And you know who that was? That was Dave. Dave, D. Enforce Crap Audio. I have to tell Ivarwin to hit the record button because he's a moron. Adams. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, it's great to be back on the show, especially when we do it twice, Ivarwin. Uh, and, uh, good to see you again, Lou the Lore-man. Lou, <laughs> Lou the Lore-man. Lore with Lou. Lou lore,
0: Lou lore? Lou Lore. Yeah, Lou is our, uh, he is our Lore Master for the Quest Gaming Network, as well as, uh, Mike Forney. But since Mike's not on the show today, uh, we, uh, we defer with... Oh, Mike's Mike's not on the show, but... <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna stop talking. Go ahead, Lou, you're the first chair co-host. You guys... Got... <laughs> <laughs>
1: The coup has happened. No.
0: <laughs> okay, guys, real quick, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about our sponsor, which is Doghouse Systems, DoghouseSystems.com. You've you've heard it from here. All right, you probably heard it on a lot of other different podcasts. Uh, these guys are they're they're awesome guys. Okay, uh, they're gonna they're gonna throw together for you an awesome computer uh, for all of your gaming needs. But at the same time, if you plug in the code, off the record, all one word, they're gonna double your memory. Uh, when you, when you buy a computer from these guys, okay, it's kind of like Olive Garden. When you're here, your family, they take care of you. Um, I've spoken with the, the CEO many, many different times. Uh, he's a great guy. He's a genuine guy. And, uh, he runs his company in the same manner. They're going to take care of you. You got any problems, uh, their customer service, top notch, awesome stuff. Uh, they'll sit down with you, chat with you, go over your computer. They... They make their computers tailored for gamers because they are gamers themselves. So, if you're looking for an awesome, unbelievable, ridiculously running, holy cow, I just dropped my jaw on my keyboard because Skyrim looks fantabulous, go to doghousesystems.com. <laughs> doghousesystems.com, drop in the code off the record. All one word, please. And you will receive double the memory. That is a hundred to a hundred and fifty dollar value, in case you were wondering. All for yours for free at doghousesystems.com so uh here's a part of the show when uh we like to chat amongst ourselves about our our playthrough for the week uh since dave is uh our guest here today
2: let's start off with with dave all right um my week's been kind of crazy first thing up is i leveled up today today's my birthday today's your birthday today's your birthday level 23
0: level 23 yeah
2: level 23 what um
0: what uh what what skill tree are you putting your perk into
2: i'm uh was thinking conjuration but right now i'm playing my uh my d and smash character so i'm going with my two-handed weapon all right uh yeah please uh... cause my enemies to be decapitated
0: (laughs) (laughs) which could get now obviously you're going to celebrate today correct
2: oh yeah I, i expect to not remember pretty much anything after the podcast
0: no uh, no bar fights where you're decapitating people. We'd like to have you on the show again and not worried about when you're getting out of jail.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, Skyrim IRL.
0: That's right. This is where we gift each other axes, apparently.
2: Yes, I wanted to talk about that. I went through the Stormcloak questline for the first time and spoke with Milk Drinker. <laughs> and, uh,
0: Milk Drinker, a.k.a. Ulfric Stormcloak, a.k.a. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sucker or something like that? Anyway. Sucker. Some guy in the uh, chat
0: room, he was he called him uh what was it, the, the lactose
2: liquor? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was talking to this guy, and I got to the part where he told me that I was supposed to take an axe and bring it to the Jarl of Whiterun because supposedly this means something to them. <laughs> and I looked to the, the milk drinker dude and I was like why do you want me to bring this axe? And I, I, this is a quote from in game. He says, How long have you been in Skyrim? <laughs> give the man an axe. Give the man an axe. <laughs> so I, I'm so dumbfounded by this. Like, why would that <laughs> be so reasonable in Skyrim to hand a person an axe? Look, like,
0: you know what they say, Dave? If you, if you give a man an axe, you teach him to fight for a day. But if you show him how to
2: make an axe, you teach him to fight for the rest of his life. Okay, I don't have, know how to make an axe. I decapitate people, not, but the point is, is that I've never thought of you know just going out of my way to express myself with an axe. I don't see many situations like going to to a library. I would like to rent this book. Here's my axe. Here's an axe. You know, I I don't think you could go pay car insurance while holding an axe.
0: No, but apparently. You can you can conduct uh, Skyrim politics with with an axe.
2: Well, apparently, and this dude got like he refuses the axe, so he gives it back to me, and apparently that's an offensive thing. I'm a I go give the axe back, and the guy attacks his city and overtakes <laughs> it. Like <laughs> I understand the guy has a cowardly axe. I mean, my axe is nice. I kill lots of people with my axe, but. <laughs> This guy's axe must have been horrible. Like what do you think he had written on it? Do you do you like,
0: think if he didn't even offer the axe that the attack would never have happened in the first place?
2: It could have been because of the axe. <laughs> like the axe probably had on it "lol you suck" or something like written on the side of it and he just "Oh, well, I'm highly offended." You know? <laughs> but he totally he didn't like the axe. He didn't so like the axe. We we took over his town. <laughs>
0: All right yeah you know, i had the uh i had the same question myself when i went through the uh the civil war quest probably about i think probably two weeks ago at this point and uh i too got the the axe and he says you know <laughs> the jarl tells me it's like oh well he'll understand what i'm glad i'm glad he'll understand what it means because i have no idea what the hell this means it's awesome
2: another thing that i did is i went through the quest chain i found this quest chain that said find this guy's dog it's like all right well i'd love to find a dog so I found the dog, and all of a sudden, the freaking <laughs> dog starts to speak to me. I don't know about y'all, but the last time I've seen an animal start talking was, well, it was never a good thing. Usually when when creatures start speaking to you in a common dialect, that's a bad thing. Right. That in this could,
0: case... That could indicate some sort of uh, dementia.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I... <laughs> I was very disturbed when this uh, this talking dog led me into a <laughs> vampire pit, had me fight my way through it to find a statue, which sent me off to find an axe. And then by the time I got back, the statue talked to me and told me, I'll let you keep the axe if you kill my dog, or I'll let you keep the dog if you give me back my axe. Did you
0: did you feel compelled since the since the statue offered you an axe, did you feel compelled to destroy it or were you were you excited?
2: Well, it's a very it's a very, very deep decision when you have to choose between a a loving talking dog. See, how <laughs> rare is a talking dog? Or an axe, which you'll level up in about three levels and replace. So, I killed the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so, See you later, Final. <laughs> It's pretty neat. I killed the dog and like the statue was just the statue of the, the danger dude. And then like, after you kill the dog, the dog becomes part of the statue, which was pretty cool. It was, it was worth watching. It was worth watching. And plus I got an axe out of it, which was sweet. There you go. Yeah.
0: There you go. So twice now, when someone has been gifted an axe in Skyrim, it has meant the end of life. So maybe, maybe that's what this is referring to. All right, Lou, what about you? I see uh, you've been dingling around with the Winterhold quests.
1: Yes. Well, I'm still in the middle of trying to complete the college Winterhold quests. Still doing those. But as always, well, once I picked up the Dark Brother quest chain, yeah, I got sidetracked. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> as, as, as is common with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So right now I'm in pursuit of that. I'm still going after my, my first victim. I saw that first one to do. I haven't done it yet. But yeah. Uh, I really should just start hankering down and just start finishing these things. Start picking more and more quests because you know, I hate looking at a full quest log. I'm one of those players and I see it, it's like, oh, I got to finish this. It just irks me, it, especially when I see open the miscellaneous part of the quest log and there's 30 things there <laughs> that I need
2: to get rid of. Mine's always a mile long too. Does
1: that yeah, irk you it too? It just drives
0: me nuts. <laughs> that it, that drives me insane, and I I don't know what it is about it, but when I when I look at my quest log and I've got like tons of quests in there, I feel like. Now I gotta I gotta go and and do all this stuff before I can get to this other thing that I'm really going to enjoy. Like I feel like it's a it's like my duty and a chore to to just knock these quests out, and not because like you know I feel one way or the other about about what's going on in the game, but just because it's just a long honey to do list that my game is giving me, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go mow the lawn, I gotta go pick up this book and give it to the old guy, I gotta go kill a dog with an axe, and then I gotta give an axe to a (laughs) (laughs) yarl. Like this is funny. It's, it's two o'clock. You know, it's <laughs> my, It's getting late. <laughs> Damn it!
1: But yeah, I, I should just focus on that. <laughs> Pretty soon, I'll probably start picking up the the thieves' quest too. You know, like, oh no, I should avoid that. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, that's a mile long. So yeah, how, exactly. How so f- I'll be going nowhere with any of these quest chains.
0: How far in um in the Dark Brotherhood did you get so far?
1: You no, know, like I'm still going after the first ga- uh the first kill. Okay. I haven't done anything with it yet. So.
0: Right. Because you're trying to scratch off that honey to do list.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm in the town like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, there's this. I can do this. 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 Oh. All right. Since I'm here, I'm going to just knock this out before I do this one. Get that done.
2: You know, you're never going to get it done, right?
1: No. Exactly. Because they'll ends. just be another NPC just giving you another quest. Right. Like, no, get away from me. Don't talk to me.
2: It's out of nowhere, an NPC is going to run up to you. Hold this shield. I stole it from a guy. I <laughs> 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 happened to you, too? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You're like, all right, dude, I got your shield. Now what?
1: <laughs> Why are there angry people running towards you? Oh, that bastard set me up. <laughs> right,
0: Or some miscellaneous Red Guard woman needs to be saved from, you know, mercenaries.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got, Lou? Is that it? Well, I remember last week after we recorded the uh, episode, um, offline we were talking about some of the mods that we've seen on Skyrim Nexus. Yeah. So I know we had both looked at one of the new ones that came out, which is Dynavision. All right, so I, I actually downloaded it this past weekend, uploaded it this Sunday night, and gave it a go. And when, what this mod does is that, well, I know I should keep this in the mod section, but uh, I put it here because it's, it's been pretty much making my gameplay look pretty different right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what this mod does is that it gives you like a camera-like feel to the game, like a 35 millimeter type camera feel. All right, so when you're focusing on an object or a person, that person becomes or object becomes sharper in your view. All right, well, the rest of the things behind them, like the background, just gets a little blurry. All right, now, one of the main concerns that uh, people would have with this is the fact that, you know, how do you keep track of multiple targets if you're fighting? Yeah. yeah you know, how does it affect thinking. the overall look of the game? Well, it, it's just like looking through a video camera, you know, or a camera in real life. You know, it, it gives you some really beautiful, clear views of the game, you know, the character or an object you're looking at, which is nice. Especially if you got some monster rig that can handle Skyrim on, on Uber lighting, you know Uber settings, you know it looks beautiful. Um, and yeah, it, it will take some getting used to because again, it puts you in a perspective where whatever you're targeting, you know, becomes the object of your view, and everything else gets a little blurry, a little a little out of focus, but not to the point where it's like you're blind or you're wearing Coke bottle Coke bottle glasses. Okay, right. So there's no concern with that, but it does it will take some getting used to? Now you said um, it's
0: it's on Skyrim Nexus, right?
1: Yes. Look at us. It might be a, inserting um, uh what inserting the
0: uh, mod's Left, It's one of the hot files. I believe so. Look at that. All right. Now, is it I mean is it like distracting or cuz I mean to me like this sounds like it's one of those things where this is going to be a mod that a selective type of of gamer is is going to enjoy. You know, that's it's going to be the guy that says, "You know what? I want to I want as much of a realistic gameplay um combat style vision uh as, as much as possible where you know my my uh, nord experiences tunnel vision
1: right tunnel vision or like in real life you, you focus on one object you know you're looking at it right you know, as opposed to you know when you look at your car you know you, yes you know your, your driveways there you know their house is there but is it really picture perfect like you see in the game no you know it's okay. gonna be your car is your main focus your main view while things get slightly out of focus for the rest of it, so this is what that that mod does
0: okay. there was one other question I wanted to ask you about this thing oh yeah yeah is it is it distracting though like is it on constantly?
1: I wouldn't say distracting, okay, I guess after a while, like I said you you'll get your your own eyes will get used to it right so it may be a little disorienting at first, I know I did, especially if <clears throat> You know, you jerk the mouse around, <laughs> looking around really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it does get a little disorienting. But I got used to it after an hour or two, and now I'm used to it. It's fine. Okay. I have no issues with it.
0: All right. So, I mean, it's on all the time. It's not like, you know, once you engage in combat, then all of a sudden this thing pops up.
1: Right. No. No, okay. it's 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 on constantly. So, it's there. All right. So, if you want to look at the tree and harvest the snowberries, yes, you can do that. You see the snowberries. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs>
2: sounds like the kind of thing that you just need to download to try it out and see if it works for you right
1: right exactly
0: he says it's in the hot files section on skyrimnexus.com
1: yeah hot files or at least yeah i think it's in the hot files section right as of now
0: okay they always have screenshots up there so you guys out there if you if it sounds like something you might be interested in you know head over there give it a whirl
1: what's it called again Dynavision. yes Dynavision.
0: Oh, all right not bad. That's not that's not our our featured mod guys. That's not our featured mod segment for the show. We we will have one. We just uh we're mod crazy in this episode apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um we're going we're going to skip me this week since uh my my uh my playthrough didn't really turn up much. I'm doing the the King quest chain and um I went through Blackreach, which is awesome you guys haven't done black if you're listening and you haven't done black get yourself in there immediately it is the I, it so far i haven't gone through labyrinthian but i can say that it's the biggest dungeon i've gone through and so far the most beautiful
2: Man, i don't know if you can consider Blackreach a dungeon it's more it's, of a destination
0: yes yeah, yeah it's like it's really more of a realm it's almost the size of, a, of an actual hold in skyrim yeah it's big all right, uh, let's let's jump on the Tamriel Times. Let's go through some of these headlines, and uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll take our break uh, after that. Maybe we won't. I don't know. We'll see how it rolls. Confirmation by Imperial State: Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Yarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times, your source for news in
2: Skyrim.
0: And we're at the Tamriel Times, your official and community news surrounding the game of Skyrim. First headline we have for this week is Patch 1.04 finally fixes the PS3 lag issue. Thank God for that. Dave, you said you don't have a PS3, correct?
2: No, I'm I'm still rocking the PS2 with the Shin Megami Tensei.
0: Right, um, (laughs) that thing again. And, uh... (laughs) It's, it's the first time, you know, the listeners are hearing it. It's it's like the second or third I'm I'm hearing it because because we had I still the still have
2: no idea what I'm talking. I about have you. no clue, none.
0: I'll go slow. <laughs>
2: Shame you got me tense.
0: My goodness, my goodness. <laughs> you probably cursed me out in in some in some Asian language, and I'd have no idea.
2: Yeah, you're actually cursed. You're gonna be spitting up frogs for the next three days.
0: What's the uh, what, what's the uh, Asian symbol for that? Can I get that as a tattoo? Can
2: I do? Yeah. That? It means stupid uh, white corner. It's pretty cool. I have it on my shoulder. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't happened to some poor slob. <laughs> All right, guys. Patch 1.04 finally fixes the PS3 lag issue. <laughs> All ye on Sony PS3 rejoice for patch 1.04 released on March 6th has been confirmed to have fixed the slowing, crawling, and snail pacing of your Skyrim game. Bethesda has stated it took them some time to finally nail down the bug. However, it's been exposed and all of its nefarious slowing and crawling of your system now halted to make way for you and your hour-to-the-knee resistant Dovahkiin epicness. Indeed. I got a, uh... (laughs) Um, I got a, uh, a friend who has uh, who plays Skyrim on the PS3, and uh, I, don't, I don't have a PS3, I don't own one. I got a 360, I played Skyrim on the 360, obviously I do it on the PC, and um, so I, I went to his house probably about, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we we're hanging out playing Skyrim, of course, because that's what we do as nerds. <laughs> and uh, uh, I was playing it on his PS3, and I couldn't believe like how long the load screens were. Like at some point, I thought to myself, like, can we just like get up and go to Seven Eleven and come back? <laughs> this thing was—I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, no joke. It, it took—I would say one load screen took like a solid three and a half minutes. I mean, that's bad. And then the, the game itself, like you run through the game and it's, it's, you know, jerky and, and hangs up a little bit and in some combat situations, if you're sneaking around and it does that, you end up walking into the guy you're about to backstab and you get caught and ah, it's, it's such a chore. That's bad. It's yeah, it's really bad. Like I didn't know how bad it was, which is odd because, you know, every week, you know, I, I normally write the show, you know, I do a lot of research for the show every week and Not once have I, have I seen how, how bad this thing actually is. By the way, hats off to to uh, to Lou for for writing this week's episode. He's uh, he's done an amazing job. Lou, you can go on. You can go ahead and take my job if you want. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no thanks. I defer that back to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: exactly what I'm going to be telling Joe <laughs> when he gets back. <laughs> thanks for the first chair, but you can have it. It's comfortable, but you can do it. <laughs> All right, oh, Lou. No, you want to okay, get the next, next headline?
1: Sure. Now our next headline we have for this week. All right, Skyrim Bethesda Studios has won the Game Developers Conference. Game of the Year Award. No surprise there. Skyrim keeps racking him in. Indeed. At the Game Developers Conference, which happened last week, and on seventh of March is when the awards ceremony was held later on that night. And the folks at Bethesda walked away with the award.
0: Now now Lou, let yes. me stop you here real quick. What what exactly now obviously, you know, people have heard us cover, you know, the major awards back in December and, and you know, very early January and then like after that we don't really we haven't really touched on it. Almost purposefully, right? But I why? Mean, why this time? Like, why? What makes this so significant?
1: Well, I wanted to make note of this and to bring everyone's light is the fact that uh, the GDC, or the Game Developers Conference, is pretty significant considering that it's involving Bethesda's own peers within the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it speaks more to the quality of the game when the other people that you're competing with every year, you know, they give you your due. You know, they're going to give you the accolades that your work deserves. You know, that's the professional acknowledgement from them. You know, from your company saying, "Yeah, you know, I created X, Y, and Z this year," but man, your product A, yeah, th- you win.
2: Right, that is a really good award. Yeah, yeah but, I
1: can, I, mean,
0: I can only imagine how the how the studio feels about this. I mean, they must be celebrating this one because to be acknowledged by your peers, to be game yeah. of the year. I mean, you're, I mean, this is an extremely competitive industry.
1: Right. I you mean, know, these so guys say, are.
0: I mean, these guys are like out for blood almost. You know, to be acknowledged in, in this manner is
1: phenomenal. Right. You know, it's it's kind of like the other things, you know, the other awards that are held out, like You know, the award from PC Gamer. Well, yeah, that's PC Gamer. That's pretty significant. Yeah, because it's one of the, I guess, premier or one of the well-known, most recognized PC magazines out there. Right. That's but then again, you know, those, those, those are game journalists, industry journalists. Now, these are people in the industry themselves. Like, this is uh, people like from Blizzard or, you know, from Bioware themselves – you know, all these other games that you're saying, yes, <laughs> yeah, we played your game, we've seen the quality of your work, yeah, here here it is, man. You win. Yeah,
0: great job, great job all around. Hopefully, with the, the DLC coming out, hopefully, it'll be Definitely just as well as... deserved. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Dave, why don't you take us out um, with the, the final headline for this week?
2: All right. Skyrim's now on sale across all platforms. <laughs> uh, last week, we reported that you could pick up the Bethesda Award Trouncing Gym on Steam for only $39.99. Uh, you are now able to take advantage of this price in retail stores across all platforms for the normal version. But additionally, uh, the Skyrim Collector's Edition is now on sale for $79.99, which is a drop from $149.99. That burns That's me. That's a huge price
0: cut. That's a huge... Yes. That kills me. I bought this game in <laughs> in November for 149 dollars <laughs>
1: <laughs> as did I. But you know, I, I I wanted the game and I wanted the CD version. Yeah. So yeah, I don't mind
2: Flex Edition come with?
1: Well, it comes with an art book. Pretty a pretty nice sized art book. Uh statue of Alduin. So Yes.
0: I've got mine sitting atop my computer right here. Yeah, mine's <laughs> on my desk. On his on his uh his dragon word wall.
1: Dragon <laughs> word wall, <laughs> yes. Growling at me. Well, for me, he's mocking me since I haven't killed him in any of my characters yet. Yet, <laughs> I'll get that bleeping, bleeping guy soon enough. <laughs> One of these days.
0: Come at me, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that was too good.
0: You like that, right? <laughs> Cut this right here. Oh, my.
2: Mm, come at me, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Banner Mayor is up next. Our roundtable discussion. So, hold on to your jumbies. Is that a word? We'll be back for that no. in a moment.
1: Welcome to the battered mare. What can I get you?
0: Here we are, battered mare. How about a how about a nice heaping pile of discussion? Wouldn't that be great? Uh, you're in the Banner of Mayor's our roundtable discussion. This is where we kind of get together. as As can I get a heaping pile of discussion, please? And you guys, want an appetizer? So <laughs> we do that here. We do that. Uh, we kind of get together as uh, as as well informed gamers as at least we like to think so. Put our heads together and talk about some of the uh, some of the more interesting or or less interesting something that interests us. Uh, discussions that are floating out there in the in the uh, in the gameosphere. Uh, Lou, what'd you cook up for us today? What do we got?
1: All right. This week's banner mayor discussion is this. This is the question, and then I'll give everyone some background. Okay. For it. Okay. okay. And today's discussion is this. Future DLC content for The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Should it be free of charge or come with a fee? Alright, now the reason why I bring this up is because last week, Bioware recently released their latest game, Mass Effect 3. And on the very same day the game went live, there was already downloadable content, DLC content, uh, which is titled From the Ashes, which was available. Now, what brought up the controversy, which is what caused a big storm with Bioware and its customers, is the fact that... If you had bought a physical hard copy of the game with the discs, uh, portions of the DLC were already in the game. Now, the only way for you to unlock it, though, was to go through the origin store, whether online there or within the game itself. And you had to pay the fee to pay for additional, you know, downloadable content. All right. So in essence, that's what caused a big storm is the fact that you have, you know, half or majority of the files already there.
0: Right. Now we we now guys <clears throat> just bear with us for a moment, okay? We know we know BioWare did not produce produce Skyrim. We know this this has absolutely nothing to do, you know, with Skyrim, but the the fact that this this is occurring kind of kind of begs the question, you know, what what do we expect a company, a producer, a studio should handle their, their DLC in regards to pricing plans and, you know, what's, what's really... What do we feel is appropriate good business practice for a studio to handle their DLC?
1: Right, because remember, Shivering Isles was an expansion. Right. But we were charged for that. If you wanted to get it, you had to pay for it. Okay, expansion pack, so forth. So again, you know, what do players feel like paying for? I mean, how and what constitutes... In their mind versus the studio's mind, you know, what constitutes downloadable content? You know, what can we put in there? You know, what will we charge players or what are players willing to pay for for DLC?
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Dave, why don't you you pick up this question? Uh, What do you feel? What are your thoughts on this?
2: My big way of thinking about this is I only want to see two different types of DLC. I've had enough of these little tiny pay $25 and you get two extra missions. That's stupid. Yeah, you know I've had enough of that. I, I don't want to see it. What I want to see is I want to see the little things like being able to paint your your gun gold. Oh look, I have a gold gold gun. Or you know I want my my Dovahkiin to have a magical pink skirt and run around with it. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I want something to be able to show up. I want to be able to to have my you know my Dovahkiin wearing a bouffant hairdo, running around <laughs> killing things. If that's what I want to do. I want to be able to pay the little 2 $3 extra to get those tiny things. But when it comes to actual content, I want a full expansion or none at all. If it's so small content that it's already part of the game, it needs to be released with your game. You know? Or save it for an expansion. I want the expansion to be enough content that it will be considered its own Game that I'm willing to play it separately to say, hey, I'm playing Skyrim Farts of Winterhorn, whatever you want to call it, right. the expansion to Skyrim. Instead of saying I'm playing, paying thirty extra dollars for twenty minutes more content. That's it's it's ridiculous how they're all doing this. Yeah, and, and
0: some some studios do do that. You know, we've seen it. Uh, you know, uh, you throw on your console you know you you bought awesome game number number 3 and download contents coming out a couple of months later and you're like all right let's get through this and you're like ugh you know it's I, that's not worth it you know a couple of bucks here and there okay you know for the most part you know don't don't hand us don't hand us you know a a, a tiny little a tiny little skin or or a dungeon or two and then and expect us to you know be okay with paying you know ten or fifteen twenty dollars in in gamer points you know it's 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 absurd and certainly you know some of the some of the, you know the games on the PC as well is 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 you know just as bad and all right what what I expect out of this and I kind of like the way the direction that Todd Howard has said they're taking their DLC all right and just to just to recant it that Todd Howard has said that he wants fewer DLC for Skyrim. But what will be coming out is going to be large expansion feeling type download content. Think think World of Warcraft, and then Burning Crusade on top of that, and then Wrath of the Lich King on top of that. Like that's kind of the direction they're moving itself towards. Not just uh, another Blackreach style dungeon. Extra, almost a full realm of of uh, of content.
2: I'd be I'd be perfectly fine with Skyrim in space.
1: <laughs> Nords <Yeah>. in space! <laughs> it's a light axe now.
0: <laughs> it's a laser axe. But yeah,
1: that would be it, awesome. It's, it, it's all about, you know, I understand these game studios, they're also a business. And it's part of their model. However, you know, to be fair, as people have been saying, you guys have been saying, don't give me just a couple of skins, a couple of pieces of gear, and then charge me 15, 20 bucks for it. Yeah. You know, that's ridiculous you know for cosmetic items like that no don't nickel and dime the players for that if you're going to charge players for content give them content give them something worth charging them for like give us you know if you're going to give us somerset isles as an entire new realm to explore yes i'd be willing to pay for that because think about it they, you know they're putting in an entire new zone of the world back in there okay if you'd explore hundreds and hundreds of quests more NPCs, more weapon sets, more gear sets, more abilities, more spells. Maybe raise the skill cap, raise the level cap. Yes, that's something that I would have no problems paying another 25 dollars for. Because to me, that's a real expansion. That's something I can sink myself into. Yeah.
2: But you know, to give me,
1: uh, yeah, to give me another two, another two dungeons, another couple of caves to crawl through, maybe an extra town. No, that's something. Just put it out there, yeah. as DLC. That's, that's a free waste charge.
2: of time when it comes to something like Skyrim, though, because. Skyrim has so much to it, like random events and, you know, the same three voice actors doing different tones (laughs) for the different uh, people. And it just would seem a waste of time to do just two dungeons and a small hamlet that you have to go through instead of doing a full area. I mean, pay for a fourth person to do voice acting and have them there twice as long you know, pull out a whole new area. I'd love to go back through. I, I didn't get to play uh, the old Elder Scrolls games because they were crap. And I would love to go back through them and actually learn the lore. Yeah. That's... I I, I want to be like Lou. Lou's the man.
0: <laughs> Lou, lore with Lou, Lou with lore. <laughs> yeah, like I'd be totally into, and we've spoken about this on the show before, I'd be definitely into like, you know, Morrowind or at least a piece of Morrowind. In, in this game, I, I have no problem dropping fifty bucks on a full expansion, if it's going to be if it's going to be something like that, if it's going to give me a brand new area to uh, to go into and and experience, you know, give me give me a a bunch of more levels to to level up and and run into Morrowind and start you know whipping some some uh, some booty in there. The other thing I like is that. They're also including updates, title updates that are going to have like some of these small little features. You know, uh, D- Dave's magical pink dress <laughs> for free. Well, <laughs> I know? do want my magical pink dress. His uh, his golden his golden laser axe uh, in space. You know, title update, perfect for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's what they're reserving their title updates for. And I, I think that's perfect, you know, give me, give me a title update where I, I download for free this, this tiny little, uh, skin or, or an extra race, you know, let me, let me play as, as a vampire from the beginning or a giant from the beginning. And,
2: and the uh,
0: best you know, toss that, toss that to me, for, you know, for free, uh, what, what does it take to, to do that? So it's a little, it's a texture. It's some it's some extra math for for the stats and you know I don't I want I don't want to pay for that you know if you're gonna if you're gonna release it release it yeah, how 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 hard could that how hard could that be? All right, guys, let's head over to uh, to the crafting table. Yeah. Oh boy, look at that! All right, well I'm excited and you should be too. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Ow,
1: son of a bitch!
0: Here we are at the crafting table mods and other game enhancements that we we offer up to you and uh they have the skyrim otr thumbs up lou what are we looking at today
1: all right this week the craft table It i wanted to bring note of this this is called the cloaks of skyrim created by noodles and i found this over at skyrimnexus.com
0: cloaks of skyrim you say
1: yes now what this does is that it adds cloaks as a display of item a gear on your character. You know, just like any other piece of armor or any other gear you're wearing, it's going to show and display on, on your character when you put it on. It's going to allow you... He's going to give you, actually, uh, enchantable cloaks. That as of now, since still, he's still going to improve it, uh, he's got seven different colors out right now for the cloaks. Okay. All right, and he's going to update it and still release more, more color combos as time goes on. All right, and just in case, too, if you're worried about it, the cloaks will occupy an unused slot on your character. So you don't have to worry about foregoing any other item or gear that you need to wear.
0: All right, so it's basically like an extra stat stick.
1: Right, okay. Now, also with this, what this mod does is that you're going to see it also on NPCs in the world. They're going to be wearing them, okay? Okay. As well as you being able to find them throughout the world through your game experience, whether it comes off a, a some critter you've killed or some other uh, NPC that you've killed. You may see them there. Can you craft yeah, or, them? Um... Uh, some boss encounters will drop them as well, mm-hmm. and yes, you can craft them. Okay, it's going to be when you go to the forge. It's going to be under the leather category. Okay, all right, that's where you'll find them there. Nice. Yeah, okay. it looks pretty cool
2: too. I, I mean, how I've, how I've seen some, Yeah. Did, does it show on his his uh thing what you can enchant it with? Like um, lots or
1: I haven't really don't that much, but yeah, you should be able to to enchant them as well like any normal piece of gear so if you can do it if you can enchant it you know it should allow you to do it there like any piece of gear oh. and from what i've seen too is that he's also allowed like symbols to be displayed in these cloaks which i thought was pretty cool <laughs> so if you can import your own i guess if you want to put your own like i guess clan symbol what have you i, I guess you can do it too he already had some like, i guess some Celt symbols on some of them on some of the screenshots oh that's pretty cool yeah, like he had some Celt knots and some Celt circles on there as well, which I thought was pretty cool. Okay, nice.
0: All right, Cloaks of Skyrim, created by Noodles, found at SkyrimNexus.com. Thanks, Lou.
1: Yep.
0: All right, we're going to take a break, cool. uh, and then we're going to head into the Elder Scroll, and uh, we're going to be talking about Daedric Weapon Artifacts, in uh, or I should say Daedric Artifact Weapons. That's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> in the Elder Scroll. All right, see you soon. fragment of time, a piece of creation, a record of history, history itself—the Elder Scroll. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us once again. I hope your I hope your break was relaxing and uh, fun. <laughs> hope you enjoyed our musical segment uh however it is it is that time and what time you ask uh other than being one fifteen on on a Wednesday it is it is time for Lou's lore segment lore with Lou Lou's lose lore lore man Lou, lore, lore Lou. loring Lou. Lore. Lou is a lore lore, lore? lore master Lores? master lore master of the lore Lou and his 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 segment the elder scroll <laughs> now that we've now that we played with your name <laughs> Randomly and ridiculously, Lou. What do you got for us in the Elder Scroll? All
1: right. This week's the Elder Scroll, I thought I'd just give everyone a quick rundown on the Daedric artifact weapons. So, yeah, I'm not that overpowered. (laughs) All right, just bear in mind, everyone, you know, there are 17, I believe, uh, overall Daedric artifacts, but these are the actual weapons I'm focusing on. I'm not focusing on anything else, but just the weapons themselves. All right, and the first one is going to be the Dawnbreaker, which is going to represent... Daedric Prince Meridia. All right, this sword. Nice little ability that can set enemies on fire. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. It's hilarious. <laughs> and it causes the undead to explode into blue flame, which in turn can damage other targets like other undead and may cause them to flee. I like that. <laughs> All right, our next weapon is going to be the Ebony Blade, which again represents Daedric Prince Mephala. Okay. All right. This is a two-handed weapon, two-handed sword, and it has the Life Leech ability. And, yes, you can upgrade its power if you go around slaughtering friendly NPCs. So, yeah, if you're trying to play good, what have you, I don't think this is the weapon for you. My God. Especially,
2: like, it's not neutral NPCs either. Like, you have to actually do something nice for that person and then consider you a friend. Like, you have to complete a quest for them and then kill them.
0: So it's not just like the random villager that you just run up to and... and No,
1: you have to actually do something for them. Good lord. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, like I said, if you're really role-playing that character and you want to be the paragon, a good character, this may not be the one for you. Just get it. Don't upgrade the power, though. Stay away. Just just keep it as it is. Yeah, stay away from upgrading its power. Now, the third weapon is the Mace of Molag Bal, which... Pretty much in the name represents my J.J. French Ball. <laughs> this is a mace weapon that's going to drain uh, 25 stamina and magicka when it hits a target. Also, which I thought was pretty neat too, is that it will also have a chance to drain the soul of the target if it dies within three seconds. So a right. nice, uh, nice little power Double there. Wind. Yeah, really. Jeez. Our next weapon mm-hmm. is Merun's Razor, which represents the Prince Degon Merun. All right, it's a dagger weapon. And with this baby, if you're playing an assassin type character it has the ability or a percentage chance to generate an insta kill right so yeah if you're a thief or an assassin character you may want to get this (laughs) now dave did you did you scoop that weapon up at all
2: mehune's razor yeah oh yeah see the the best part about that i i did it on my my sneaky rogue character you complete the quest every other day or so four Dramoras reappear at the place where you uh, get the razor, so you can farm hearts there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
0: Now, I we covered this um, very briefly. I think it was last week or the week before, and um, we, you know, I found out that it's got like supposedly a two percent chance to to proc. I, I mean, did you find that it didn't proc as, as often as you thought it would, or or would you think it'd be well, more than two percent?
2: I stabbed things in the back while uh, stealth. <laughs> is this an ICP so, song. <laughs> I stab things. <laughs> I I usually don't ask the dead guy if the proc killed him or the damage did. Ah. So, I, I try not to even worry about it. Gotcha. But it is it for the chances that it may actually do- work, I guess it does. So. <laughs> All right. I'm just doing 16 times damage or however much it is, so there's a lot I'm not worried about.
1: Okay. And our next weapon is going to be the Sanguine Rose, <laughs> which represents the Daedric Prince, of the Lord of Sanguine. This is a staff weapon. Right? It has the power to summon a more to fight for you for 60 seconds. All right? And with this thing, it's going to also depend on your level. So the type of jamor that's summoned will depend upon your player level. So the, obviously the higher you are in level, the more powerful type of jamor you can summon to fight for you.
0: Okay, now, now does, this, does this thing level up with you?
1: Yes, so the higher, yeah, like I said, when you level, like if you're only level 25 when you get it, yeah, then the type of gem is going to reflect upon your play level. So you're going to get a lower level type demon to fight for you.
0: Right. So, so that makes it useful for you know, the entirety of your playthrough.
1: Right. If it fits your playstyle, you know, if you like conjuring those creatures to fight for you, then yeah, this would be a weapon you may want, want to look into, to acquiring and integrating into your playstyle, into your character. All right. And the next weapon we have is the Skull of Corruption. And this represents Lord Vermina, alright, and this is another staff weapon. Okay, with this weapon though, uh, it still needs a soul gem to charge it. However, the other half of the equation is this, is that it needs you to actually harvest dreams from sleeping people. Okay, how do you do okay? that? Alright, um well we need to do is you actually need to go with someone who is sleeping. Like if you go to the inns or someone's house, if you can sneak in to someone's house or <laughs> the guard barracks, if there are guards sleeping there. Um, what you do is you approach that character and you have the chance to, you know, you you can interact with them, okay? You can harvest a dream. And now the big thing is, though, it doesn't count as a hostile action. So you don't have to worry about that. Okay, when you're harvesting a dream for someone, it won't make them hostile towards you unless you broke into someone's house. Right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And they're like, what are you doing here? Exactly.
2: (laughs) It (laughs) is reasonable to collect the dreams, too, because it ups it from, like, 20 power to 50. Yes. So... It it's is a reasonable point. increase.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely something worth doing. All right, and our next weapon we have is the Volendrong. Volendrong. Yes, if I if any of our real-life Nordic uh, listeners out there, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and this weapon represents Daedric Prince Malakath. Yeah, this is a two-handed warhammer. Mm, smexy. Yes, big and heavy. And it has the ability to drain 50 points of stamina wow. from the target. And also mentions hammer (laughs) is big. Do my research on this on this weapon. Apparently, some of the Skyrim NPC guards will say, "What are you going to knock down with that thing? A house?" (laughs) 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 Or something to that effect. Or, "Wow, that hammer is big." (laughs) That's what she said. Oh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) come on, you knew that was coming somewhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then our next weapon is the Wabajack. Wabajack! Representing Prince Shagarath. All right, this staff weapon has the uncanny ability of being unpredictable. <laughs> so, suffice to say, use it at your own risk. Okay. <laughs> because what happens is that when you use this weapon, it's totally random as to what it will do. So, you could, <laughs> in one instance, turn your, your target into a bunny. <laughs> Okay. Or you may actually summon a Dremor that's going to attack you instead of the target. <laughs> or in some instances, it may totally heal your target. So, again, use this weapon at your own discretion because Shagaroth is actually – he represents chaos. So, yeah, the weapon reflects him. And so it's like, hey, you know what? I think I'll do this right now.
2: <laughs> Too bad it We, we have... probably need to get that, like all of us, and test out what the wackiest thing we've seen that weapon do <laughs> because I think I've even heard of it turning enemies into sweet rolls.
1: Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> I think we need to play with that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and get those, oh crap moments like, oh my god, I just summoned, oh, I'm still going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one I want to bring up today is the Rueful Axe. And my this weapon favorite. represents clavicle <laughs> vile, Clavicus Vile. It's a two handed war axe. And this bad boy does 20 points of damage, stamina damage to its target. That's, uh,.
0: I chose that one over my dog. Right, the uh, the roofalax. Yeah, looks like a boss.
1: <laughs> it does. I mean, I've actually seen the screenshots of it, and it does look badass. It's awesome.
0: Cool, man. All right. Well, I appreciate you uh, going out there and, and breaking this list down for us. So, um, you know those those of you who are out there had questions about about these uh, daedric weapons. Hopefully, we, we answered your question. Alright, emails. We're going to head on over to the town square. We're going to answer up some of your emails. We got a nice nice, uh, showing of emails this week with some great questions. Uh, We're going to start off with the the first chair's email of the week. Not the producer, because I am not the producer. (laughs) (laughs) And no, Joe (laughs) didn't force me to say that. (laughs) Uh, We're going to start off with that, and then we're going to go on to some of your emails.
1: Hear that? Something's going on in the town square.
0: Do you hear that there's something going on in the town square indeed it is your emails that's what's going on in the town square first chairs email of the week comes from robert g and robert has a quick question for us and he asks is there a bonus to having a skill above 100 i currently have sneak at 100 took all the perks but with the night the nightingale boots the jester's cap, my sneak is effectively 150 thanks in advance robert G. This this took a little research, uh, Robert. To be honest, and and uh, the answer is, for sneaking, it applies. It does apply differently depending on the skill. Uh, sneaking breaks after a hundred, in that it doesn't it doesn't work for you after after a hundred. Uh, according to our research, end up getting you actually end up getting caught more often uh, than if it were just simply a hundred. If you have a sneak skill that's basically hundred and fifty old all totaled up you're actually sneaking at less than 100 for hmm. some odd reason it's either a glitch in the game i don't think it was intended but in any event that's that's what's happening so if i were you i would i would reduce that down to 100 and then you'll be fine
2: that's crazy so <clears throat> invisible you become visible
0: yeah you're just too good you're just too good you just you're you're too good you're so great at sneaking i could see you a mile away
1: you're an anti ninja <laughs> yes ninja smoke poof i can still see you man <laughs>
0: <laughs> um smithing and alchemy and enchanting however if that skill is over 100 it creates uh much more powerful items so that that correctly scales uh with with the with the skill that's what
1: we found out dave yeah, hopefully they fix that because that that sounds like something that, that they probably inadvertently didn't realize as, which yeah, is happening no, in the perfectly. game.
2: i'm sure they're gonna fix that for the hard cap at 100 or so.
1: yeah right Uh, Dave, why don't you get the next one?
2: Alright, alright. Hey, dudes! I'm guessing Uh, dude. I'm not sure if, uh, this wave... I mean, uh, this was discussed on your show before, but... Could you all share some tips on being a werewolf? I know a lot of people, including myself, struggle with combat and beast form. Also, what lycanthropy-related shenanigans have you guys gotten up to? But yeah, I love your podcast, like, so much... It makes my Thursdays so much better. Smiley face, smiley face, smiley face. <laughs> Flame thrower. Uh, it has highlighted in green here for yes. me to tell you to avoid silver, but I am completely against that. Pro <laughs> silver. Dude has a silver sword. Kill him. Kill him hard. <laughs> Not you just. You to come at you with silver? Bring it, bro. Bring, bring it. Bring it. Bring it. You want some of this? <laughs> No, I, really. The best thing I've ever seen was um, I was watching the night that Widget killed the Milk Drinker and ate him <laughs> because he was a werewolf. That that really brought out the best shen- where lycanthropy related shenanigans I've seen to date.
0: I love how we keep calling him uh, the Milk Drinker. <laughs> <laughs> the Milk Drinker.
2: The Milk Drinker.
0: Yeah, I never I never had. I never actually had a werewolf yet. I just turned my Khajiit into a vampire for RP purposes. And uh, man, does that life suck. Uh, oh, wow, that was actually unintended. <laughs> <laughs> that really was unintended. <laughs> All right, uh, someone segue away from me.
1: To be a Khajiit, I get it. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Lou, have you, have you done the werewolf thing yet?
1: No, I actually... I know I'm doing the uh, companions quest chain on my main, okay. But I haven't cleared it yet, so I haven't had the opportunity to actually become a werewolf not as of yet. But I, but you know, with my main character, I may not do it anyway. I may leave that alone because I, uh, the way I don't know. Yeah, I'm just wary I mean, of you know. I, I just don't want to do it right now on my main character. All right, so you know, my battlemate haven't done much of anything with with those quest chains involving the uh, lycanthropy <laughs> ability. So I won't comment on that yet. But no, I don't think I want to do it yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no no lycanthropy related shenanigans on on this side of the microphone although i uh i do have a friend who who's uh whose elderly mother has has told me back in the 70s she was driving home from work and uh, she got stopped at a uh, at a stoplight in like a really um you know well wooded area and <laughs> she says that apparently uh some some Thing came running out of the woods into the road, slammed up against her car door, moved the entire car onto two wheels, and dropped it back down. And then ran off back into the woods again. So, <laughs> <laughs> and she tells us with a straight face too. And when she tells it, I, I couldn't help but but believe that she she's telling me a story that you know she she really like believed in. So it's it's creepy to hear her say it. <laughs> where was this? Um, where where we live in New York? Oh. This
2: happened like back in the seventies to uh, to my friends. That's just like anybody from New Jersey, dude. Snooky, first sight of the Snooky. <laughs>
0: oh, oh no! Wow. <laughs> that was that was her dad running away from. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What was born? <laughs> um. So that's that's the only uh, lycanthropy related shenanigan I got for you, flamethrower. Unfortunately. Okay. Uh, <laughs>
1: I think it's Fame Thrower. Sorry. <laughs> fame, fame Thrower. Fame thrower.
0: Throwing out that fame. Lou, you want to get the next one for us? Sure. Okay. All
1: right. Our next email comes from Hunter Kirby. I had to actually cut this one down a bit. If Hunter, I know you, you know, it's great the email. Keep it coming. But we had to pare it down for our show's purposes. So, yeah. This is what we kept the original email. Hey, guys. Love the show. Anyways, I have a few DLC ideas. Um, the first one is being able to get down your hands and knees to navigate steep cliffs at reduced speed, of course. Hey, the next is, hmm, was it parkour? <laughs> Spelled it wrong. To climb up mount, vertical mountain faces, like in Assassin's Creed. Oh, climbing buildings, that sort of thing. Okay, right. That one would be awesome. Now, lastly, my dad listens to the show with me in the hospital, and he wanted to know if you guys could get one person at least from Bethesda to interview. I told him it probably won't happen, but yeah, he still wanted to ask me to ask you guys anyway. Keep up the great work, guys. Looking forward to the next episode, Hunter Kirby. Yeah, that doesn't sound like an unreasonable, I guess, ability to put in the game to either, you know, navigate those steep cliffs, mountainsides, because we all know Skyrim's got tons of those areas <laughs> where you can't navigate yeah. around. Oh yeah. Um, like but I also think
2: there just to stop us.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I also too that may that may break what Bethesda was trying to put in the game in terms of it, it's. Kind of forcing you to, you know, stick to the mountain paths, certain areas, certain you know, certain roadways, dirt paths that they want you to go to navigate through these areas. Because you may miss something, you know. And I'm always afraid that I'm going to miss a quest giver or, or some item I may need or, or want to have, um, just because you know, when it'd be like that, I would just bypass certain towns. No, I would never go there. Yeah,
0: it'd be a uh, Spider-Man climbing all the uh, <clears throat> the mountains in Skyrim. Exactly. They could they could make it work where like if they decided to do something like that like for example um maybe they could give like argonians and, and khajiits like that skill. Because you know they're they're you know beast-like humanoids. Uh maybe they can climb like that. You know they could they could put like a a cap to it, you know for some reason. You know uh you get too high and then you know the air gets thin, you know and you have to climb back down, you know and and it'll force you at a certain elevation.
1: Right. Or some areas are just unscalable just because of the the terrain is just that then that unforgiving. Right. So yeah, they they can work it in there and put the limits in there. Yeah. And yeah. still keep the feel for the game, you know, of the game itself. On the uh,
0: Bethesda devs, though, um, we've we've actually sent them a couple of emails and have, in case they uh, they listen to the show, uh, have asked them on the show once uh, that we we are interested in in uh, interviewing you know someone from from the show. So you know that that still that still applies. You know our our interest for that has not waned at all one one little bit. And uh, you know we'll we'll try. Of course, uh, I agree with your dad. It would be totally awesome um, if we can get a, a dev on here to chat with us a little bit. You know, game studios. Uh, some some of them they're all different, and sometimes they like to do that. Sometimes they don't. Uh, maybe they're afraid that. Uh, maybe they don't know of us or, or have received our emails, or maybe they're afraid their own. Um, their own their own podcast uh for their own studio would would be in in jeopardy or something or, or i don't know maybe they just don't want to give the time of day because they think we're crap <laughs> like that could happen too
2: <laughs> well y'all do have me on here
0: yeah Ah, oh, dave you're like you're totally awesome we adore you
2: Pay hey, you to say that
0: no i paid myself just now to say it. Uh,
2: okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll pick up the, i'll pick up this next one uh this comes from mike b mike b says hi guys Still a huge fan of the show and listen to the podcast weekly three or four times, of course. In your most recent podcast, number 14, the question was asked, when are you through with your character? Well, speaking as an alcoholic like Lou, hi, my name is Mike and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> proud of it, Mike. Be proud of it. <laughs> That's the first step, Mike. That's the first step. Recognizing that you have an issue is always the first step. <laughs> Uh, He goes on to say, I now have five different characters, and I'm sure I'll add more. One of my biggest issues is getting sidetracked. (laughs) Ooh, shiny. (laughs) (laughs) I will often... I like this guy. He's funny. (laughs) I will often decide to go off and pick fights with, with things that aren't even part of any quest. Another issue is that I like to collect stuff. Also, sometimes I realize... Too late that I've missed something and have to go back. Keep up the excellent podcast and welcome Dave. Foose you later, Mike B. See, see that,
2: Dave. Recognition.
0: Yes. Yeah, ah! See that. See that. No one. <laughs> no one had to pay me to 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 say that you're awesome. It's it's right here. You are loved.
2: It's nice. It is. I feel it. By you the know. way,
0: um, if I can just detract from this email real quick and and just say <laughs> that. When, when, uh, you guys were doing, um, PVR, yeah. yeah. Player versus rift. I was hoping that, that you would, that you would get onto that show permanently because, and I've said this to you before and I've said this to Joe, um, before, you know, you, you bring, you bring such a great quality to, uh, to the show and it really picked up. It really picked up that show quite a bit, having you on it. So as, as a listener on the other side of the pod, <laughs> I was pulling for you. <laughs> So these well, these I guys are very yeah, much for that. They're they're recognizing something that's really there. I usually just complain on air, and they like it. So. Yeah, I like it when you <laughs> complain, especially about <laughs> pink magic dresses.
2: <laughs> well I do I, I don't? That's a great idea, isn't it?
0: Oh, sorry. We'll get back to that later. <laughs> like... um, all right. So basically, he uh, to break this email down. He basically says that uh, he he gets sidetracked a lot. So you know, when 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 is he done with his character? Uh, Apparently when he gets sidetracked enough. (laughs) So thanks, Mike, for
2: for riding in. Uh, Dave, grab the next one, please. Yeah, I can can do the next one. Yeah. One of the things I find happening most during Skyrim is stealing everything possible to make some gold. I know, me too. I know of at least a few times I've heard about y'all robbing NPCs blind to acquire items and money and thought that you should check out the mod Shank Thievery Overhaul on the Steam Workshop. From what I've read, it sounds like it makes stealing into a very big RP experience involving guard dogs, vaults, and Assassin's Creed-like sneaking. Hope to hear of your observations. Signed, Soulless Ginger.
0: Alright, well, Soulless Ginger, we did look up the mod, okay? Okay and uh we've got the description right here for you and uh we're ready to kind of go over it a little bit like a uh, an impromptu uh mod discussion right right here in the email section all right so what you're looking at here is is shank thievery overhaul by enos shank and uh this is again on skyrimnexus.com and uh the main features are are listed uh there's there's quite a few actually um that the author puts down on the mod for uh so, for those of you who are interested in amping up your your thieving uh, game, here's here's what you have to look forward to. Uh, main features. Added stealthy ways of getting around the five major cities. Includes tunnel systems, rooftops, ladders, hatches, and roofs, etc. So, that, that stuff gets added into the architecture. Uh, adds vaults beneath the five major cities as well. NPCs as well have been added to guard various shops and houses during night hours. Huh. Um, also, they have guard dogs for uh, poor areas. Shops in middle class have night watchmen, and richer residents have hired ha- housecarls. Uh, NPC thieves sometimes prowl targets at night, so you might run into one of your own ilk. Uh, three varieties of special arrows have been added. Immolation arrows light the target on fire. Noisemaker arrows cause the vo- to cause the throw voice effect at the impact point and blinding arrows knock their target out of combat for a short time uh added additional loot and items to houses and shops across skyrim so you've got plenty to scoop up when you're in there uh nice. the, the yeah the the list is long and includes three phases um it is it is long and prestigious like so many other things i'm aware of uh you may want to check it out <laughs> shank thievery overall by enos shank Go ahead and uh, scoop it up at Nexusmod.com dot com, and uh, thanks to Soulless Ginger for turning us onto it.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's see seeing something like this being described and, and checking out right now uh, quickly on the link, um, if it's going to remind me or bring me something similar to if people can remember that far back, Thief uh, from Ido. Oh, yeah, you know th- those. To me, that's one of the just my opinion. A preemptive, you know sneaky type games out there Thief and Thief 2 I mean those actually for me define you know what I can do as a thief you know making it to where you can be that little shadow in the shadows you know moving around place to place avoiding the fights avoiding the backstabs if you didn't have to you know getting those kind of missions to where you needed to pick that lock you know get that gate lock unopen open that sort of thing and using the environment to your advantage. if it's something like that that reminds me that brings that that style of play again yeah that definitely be, into that look into that
0: yeah all right uh five star review shout outs dave why don't you take a couple of these
1: uh sure i can
2: i'll pick up the american ones yeah american canada first one comes from a avid customer uh next one's shy guy two four nine zero the canada ones so crazy one two three so crazy uh, so crazy. So one, y'all. Glass Spire. It's a pretty neat one. And finally, Rowan Inn. Y'all, y'all want me to keep going?
1: No, I'll take it up from here, uh, if you guys don't mind. Uh, from Australia, we have. I just want to say, I I had my microphone on mute. <laughs> 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 I
0: I did say, uh, you know, Lou, if you don't mind, if you could. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're like okay. Just, in just, this direction, right. which we'll take over? I didn't. From uh, Austra- <laughs> I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> from Australia, we have Matt Aldridge eighty nine, William seven eight seven eight seven, Maxie exclamation point question mark. <laughs> and from our friends across the pond in the UK, Bowden five one nine zero, Bud two eight four, and Doctor Banjo. Dr. Banjo. Thank you all the for the five-star one? reviews. That's was great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, thank you very much, guys. Um, final thoughts for this episode. Lou.
1: Well, learned a lot of good things today. I, I really enjoyed looking up those Daedric Artifact weapons, and now I am even more driven to get my character leveled up <laughs> so I can actually pursue them. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember there's an actual minimum level requirement before you can actually... Conceivably survive the encounter, so... Yeah, I think Joe was saying something like... Don't even attempt it if you're not even level 30 yet. Yeah, I think... 25, 30, yeah, so... More incentive. (laughs) I appreciate... Everyone in the chat room being here. Thank you all for your comments... And your help, as always, during the show. Makes it have you know, makes it nice. And everyone has any comments or ideas... For next week's episode, or... Comments on my writing, hey... By all means, send me an email... Quest game forums, what have you? Let me know. Give me some feedback. Cool, man. Dave, what do you got for us? What's your final thoughts?
2: Um, well, the first thing on my mind right now is I need to get back on Skyrim and get that uh, Jack to turn people into muffins.
1: <laughs> Wabajack
2: <laughs> Wabajack Can that be the theme song to the Wabajack Can we do that? <laughs> I think we can make. It. I definitely do want to thank all the people who stuck with us through the the chat through our nine recordings yeah. and uh Good Lord. I do you want to make sure that I, my voice gets out there hopefully someone at bethesda is going to get those three voice actors back together to <laughs> down to get the new content i want a full thing i don't want a dlc i want a full please i'm on with, gear oh, they hired me in again the, <laughs> in the magical uh pink dress the, dress <laughs> the dog dress with the horns dress. Uh, i want that <laughs>
0: Um, well, uh, thanks for everyone for hanging out with us. I, I apologize for the, uh, for the extended, uh, record time in the chat room. You guys are are amazing. We, we bow our heads to, uh, to you for, for keeping us lively and, and, uh, excited and, and whatnot, keeping us going throughout this, this whole, this whole process. Yeah. Just want to, just want to say, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Joe makes it out to, to, uh, to LA fine he, he enjoys his vacation we'll uh, we'll hold it down for you up here and thanks everyone for uh, for joining us today uh, let's see Lou how
1: to reach us sure how to reach us okay you can reach that Skyrim off the record dot is the website if you want to send us an email you can send it to Skyrim off the record at gmail.com all right we can also be reached at The other website at thequestshow.com. If you want to reach us through Twitter for the show, it's off the record at Skyrim OTR. If you want to reach that lucky man on vacation right now, Mr. Joe Wilson, he is at author J.R. Wilson. If you want to tweet Yvarwin, he is at Yvarwin at E-V-A-R-W-Y-N If you want to reach Dave, Dave is at Dienforce that's D-I-E-N F-O-R-C-E if you want to send me a tweet I am at GamerGuy11B because A and C were already taken alright Skyrim Off
0: The Record is a Quest Gaming Network production see now here's the part where I I wish Joe was able to say Fush next week (laughs) (laughs) but he's not here to say it Well, if Joe were here, he would say, Fus Rai you all next week, and I indeed would tell you to take care and be safe.
1: Take care, everyone. Thank you for all being here. Hope to see you all again next week. Later, go, like.
2: It's all D's fault. <clears throat> he came in there talking about My
1: Little Pony ruined everything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hello,
0: and welcome to Skyrim Off The Record, this
1: Yeah, I think it still had you cut off, so like in the middle of your, your first I am back. Guys, say something on my side, because I want to make sure this Something on your side Oh, Oh.
0: (laughs) Y'all sick of me yet? No, not yet. You sick of me? A little bit.
1: (laughs) 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 FUSHOLDAR!